0: Welcome in the latest episode of that SEC podcast. I'm your host Mike Brad. I go by SEC Mike on Twitter, and I'm joined as always by my cousin who goes by Big Orange balls on Twitter. What do you do, you Big Tennessee Homer? (laughs) <laughs> hey, buddy, what's going on? Oh, man, I'm doing well. I've got to be honest with you, Shane. I woke up today, I had about seven messages from radio <laughs> shows, podcasts. Everybody's wanting to talk about this Tennessee-Alabama game, which is right around the corner. So I'm pretty fired up. How are you, buddy? Oh, man, it's it's nervous anticipation. You
1: know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's like the closer we get, it's like you got a real – big important test coming up and you know, you studied for it. You should be fine, but you know, you failed it the last time you took (laughs) it, you know? (laughs) So it's like, that's kind of what I'm feeling is just those nervous butterflies, anticipation I know we're going to have a great weekend of college football not just my Tennessee volunteers we got a lot of outstanding games coming up this Saturday and uh, I'm just pumped up man absolutely pumped up and, and and trying to soak it in because again it feels like October and November they go by so damn quick and next thing you know it's February I mean, like where the hell did college football go so I'm trying to just just sponge up the, the i mean it's the best time of the year man the leaves have changed i got chili in the in the crock pot you know it's just it, it is college football season uh you got your family coming in we're going to be coming down there hopefully in november mike hanging out with with you guys so it's 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 the season to be jolly my friend <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah that's a that's a great way to put it shade uh, hey i reached out to a couple friends of the show we got chris marler Big mm-hmm. Bama homer. He's going to break down this game. We got my man, Cody McClure, the original yeah. original co-host of that SEC the podcast. The OG. <laughs> Fox Sports Knoxville radio host. He's going to be covering the Tennessee side. So, we got dueling interviews here, Shane. We're going to throw that on in just a moment. But, hey, we are the podcast that does our best to hit on all SEC teams, Shane. Mm-hmm. Not just homer teams here but uh so we've got 11 sec teams in action this weekend yep with uh you know it's they're all conference games aside from byu arkansas so that's why we got an odd number here i rank these shane i want to get your thoughts on it who needs a win the most this week in the sec so i got one through 11 so real quick shane while you Think about your answers. I'm just going to run it down real quick. The games we got on the docket, of course, Alabama at Tennessee, Mm -hmm. Mississippi State at Kentucky, Vanderbilt at Georgia, LSU at Florida, Auburn at Ole Miss, and Arkansas at BYU. So... You ready hey. to you ready to hear my list and then you could critique it as we go here.
1: Yes, I am ready, man. I, this is this. Is, let me let me marinate it here for a second. I'm looking at the schedule. Okay. All right. So you're going to give me your list. Are you starting least important to most important? Or are you are you just how you how you doing yeah, your list? here?
0: That's exactly how I'm going to do it. At least. Okay. All right. This the team I go first with. They least need to win, and then okay. the last team they need it. They need it bad, Shane. They need it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, this may be a stunner, Shane, and I'm I'm not trying to put a damper on anything. And you may disagree. Feel free to disagree. But yeah. number 11, don't need this one at all, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thoughts on that? Mm,
1: well, I kind of felt like you were going to go there, Mike. It's something what we talked about last few days. It's, it's not a must win. Right. Alabama can lose this game against Tennessee and went out still making SEC championship so i i see what you're saying but I still think it's important because of the national media attention that's being brought upon this game, the fact that game day's there, everybody's making this to be one of the greatest games of of SEC uh, uh, up to date in 22. Some of right. them shit. Some of all fans in the last 20 years, they think this is <laughs> that's how big this game is. So I I still I still think that it's it needs to be moved up a little bit on this list just because of that national media attention. Not that Saban needs it, not that the Crimson Tide needs it. But there's going to be a lot of people talking about it after the fact, especially if they drop this game. So um, not as important, but I think it's a little more important than you're giving it credit for here.
0: Okay. Now how about this one, Shane? Next on the list, number 10, Georgia Bulldogs. (laughs) (laughs) It is an East opponent. Hell, you you really just – the main thing you want out of this one, Shane, is uh, Mm -hmm. if you drop this, Dog Nation, my God, the memes are going to be – Ridiculous for the the rest of eternity if you lose to this Vanderbilt team at home. Of course, Kirby has lost to Vanderbilt once before, and he probably never will again after that first matchup. Right. So, you know, I guess you could argue Georgia, you could move this up a little bit. But again, a miracle of all miracles could happen. Vanderbilt could win this game and still Georgia would control their destiny to Atlanta. So this just doesn't seem like a must win at all for, for the Bulldogs. I
1: think you were close, Mike, with the game. I just would rather flip flop the opponents here. Okay. <laughs> I think it's I, I think it's least important for Vanderbilt because there is absolutely no expectations for them to win this game. Right? If they lose this game by ten, if they lose it by forty, they don't lose any credit. They don't lose any. You know, they're not. It's not going to hurt them as much, I don't think. Um, just because. So, I think it's bigger for Georgia. Just because you know we got a couple of games floating around, and and we've talked about the Kent State, we talked about the Mizzou, and we're going to keep talking about it to the end of the year because those kind of opponents can creep up and create havoc. Uh, we saw them last week with Ole Miss. This is a this isn't the Vanderbilt from two three years ago. These guys are 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 capable of of moving the chains and putting some points on the board. Now Georgia, that's a tall glass of water, but I just think that there's less. Uh there's less ex- expectations with Vandy, obviously, and, and it means a little bit more for the Georgia Bulldogs because, like you said, you know we're trying to crown these guys as the best SEC team uh, right now, and you can't do that and keep this game close.
0: Right. Yeah, I can't disagree with anything you just said right there, Shane. That's why I've, I've got Vanderbilt next on the list. I just put them a little bit higher than Georgia just because – yeah, I mean, my God, Shane, did Clark Lee be able to sell that <laughs> on the recruiting trail? They need to snap this SEC streak. Certainly, is not going to happen against Georgia Bulldogs. Mm-hmm. But you know, just all the all the factors that they, all the positive momentum they would get off this. So I put it just a just a notch higher. But I I can totally see everything you're just saying there. So mm-hmm. next on the list, number eight, I got Ole Miss Rebels facing off yeah. against Auburn now. You can't afford to lose games like this, because they've got high hopes of reaching Atlanta themselves. But you know, I just don't think uh I guess more more the threat of Albert is is just not scaring me if I'm old miss. So I put them a little bit high on this list. Number eight. What's your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I, I think you're right because this is it's kind of similar to Alabama they can afford to lose this game still control their destiny you know I mean obviously they got to beat Bama they're gonna have to beat some some very tough opponents coming up Mississippi State one of those in the Egg Bowl but if they do drop the Auburn game they still can make it to an SEC championship but yeah I just think there's not a lot of expectations in this game that everybody's expecting them to win so um couple score favorite here so
0: I, I i think you got this one placed well how about this one shane number seven florida gators at home hosting lsu I think this is big for billy napier and company to get their first win over lsu i mean billy napier brian kelly they're going to be judged how they perform against one one another for years to come uh mm-hmm. you're sitting here at four and two you know you, you could argue they could be six and oh I heard someone say they they could also be one in five. I mean this this is kind of what the team is and and they're winning a lot of close games. They've they've obviously dropped a couple, but um, you know not a must win by any means for Florida. It is at home. You you really want to get this one, but uh, you know there's gonna be I think a little bit more pressure on LSU to get this win than Florida. What what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, because I, this game's
1: clearly not going to decide anything in in the SEC. I, I think it's more for pride. Um, here's two programs with with coaches that were floating around with when both these jobs were available. You know, this is. I think that's more of the story. The fact that this is a rivalry, uh, but the you know Vegas has got this two and a half spread right now. So there's. You know they they don't know it's a coin toss. So I, I think that kind of creates one thing I, I find if if LSU's undefeated at this point, you know obviously there's a lot more pressure on them. Florida bouncing, you know ups and downs. You know I I just I don't I just don't think the expectations are there yet. But you know you are at home. So which one did you pick? Because I kind of got these both neck and neck here. So did you go Florida? I then went,
0: LSU or Yeah, that's exactly how I did it. Florida. Yeah. Then LSU and here's the the key difference for me Shane. LSU why they're why they need this one I think a little bit more. Obviously just lost a game in an embarrassing fashion at home, but next week Shane, they play Ole Miss undefeated and then yeah. th- the following games Alabama. So yeah, I mean, we're talking a four games losing streak potentially if you drop Mm -hmm. this Florida game. So it's just so imperative, I think, that LSU wins on Saturday. Otherwise, the season's going sideways on you real quick.
1: (laughs) You may be on something there. Just scheduling alone. You just can't – you need to get that positive momentum. And uh, one of these teams are going to – I think that's the beauty of this game. It's like, you you know, you're teeing up the rest of the season for that program. So LSU comes away a victory. They – All right, man. They bounced back. They they had a tough loss, Tennessee. You know they, but they get some of that momentum going back. Florida Gators. It's just been a roller coaster, but they did find the victory last week. I think that was usually that would have been a loss three weeks ago. I I just think there was a little resiliency with uh, with the Gators. So yeah, this is just uh, not not as important, but it is. I don't know how to. I don't know how you'd summarize (laughs) it, man. Because these teams hate each other. They they freaking hate each other.
0: Yeah. Now, how about this one, Shane? You you may disagree, but I'm going number five, Tennessee. I mean, this would be a, a program-defining win. You could assert yourself as potentially a college football playoff legitimate contender. But I also think, Shane, that the Georgia game here in a couple weeks is more important for Tennessee's season because you're not making Atlanta unless Georgia falls apart uh, or if you be, uh, if you lose to Georgia is basically what I mean. So hugely important game for Tennessee, but for this weekend, number five on my list. What's your thoughts? Hmm. Yeah, I think. I mean, we're getting there. We're getting
1: kind of close here to <laughs> the re- the end. So yeah. I, I think you're right. I don't. Tennessee doesn't have to win this game, but yeah. Now I'm with you. I, I any way you put it, because. The expectations are you always lose to Alabama. So, I think that makes it a little easier if you do lose to Alabama. Hell, we've done it the last 15 years. So, um, yeah, I say the expectations aren't as high as these other schools.
0: And if you lose to Bama, you beat Georgia, you you still have a dream season. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. No, I'm with you here.
0: Now, I, I this is maybe cheating a little, Shane, but already I, you're already softening the blow, aren't you, Mike? <laughs> is that what you're doing? You're, you're planting the seed, aren't you? Yeah. Now, this may be cheating because I split it a little bit here, Shane. But number four, Auburn slash Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just desperate, desperate for some positive momentum to potentially save his job. I mean, I think it. Even beating undefeated Ole Miss, they'd still probably fire him. They get we got a bye week coming up. If they drop this game, he may be gone. So number four on my list, Auburn. You you just you're praying for some positive momentum, unless you're one of these fans that wants a coaching change. But other than that, uh, yeah, I mean this is a paramount game for the Tigers.
1: Yeah, in fact, I think I'd have it a little higher on the list just because you've already broke out the statistics of how many times (laughs) an Auburn coach was fired after an Ole Miss loss. So, you know, coming in a a double digit underdog, I think makes it, you know, uh, makes it a little bit easier but I think this is a must-win situation for Brian. If if there's just a, a smidge of hope that he could be the coach for the remainder of the season and potentially moving forward, yeah. a top-ten win is absolutely paramount. So I'm with you. Very, very important.
0: Le- that's just life in the SEC, Shane. On the yeah. road, undefeated, top-ten opponent, you got to win it. I was <laughs> like, oh, my <laughs> God. Like, who no, uh, Only in this league. You know what?
1: Yeah, I know, man. Well, hell, we've been, they, they've got three losses and we try to fire them <laughs> after three of them. So a fourth one, you know.
0: <laughs> All right. So how about this one, Shane? Number three, Mississippi State on the road at Kentucky. And and here's the big reason why, Shane. Following week at Bama and then they got Georgia in three games. So, I mean, it's just Mm-hmm. If you want to, and again, I keep overlooking the Egg Bowl on the road. I mean, you just, you can't fall to Kentucky if you want to have his dream season with those three monsters up ahead on the schedule. You, you got to pick up winnable games when they occur.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And not to mention just the media, national media momentum they have right now people are starting to talk about you. Yeah. People are starting to talk about how great Mississippi State is, how great their offense is playing, how great their defense is playing. Mm-hmm. You know, they're starting to – I've even heard it in talks about the Georgia games and the and the uh, Bama games. It's like you can't rule out Mississippi State now. <laughs> well, you drop a game to Kentucky, they stop talking about you. And I think this is good for recruiting. It's just it's – just, it's good attention, and it's in a perfect time. So – You know, you're in your own way. And there's my cat, Mike. I got a cat in the house for some reason. It it wants to come here and hang out. (laughs) Oh, I hate this cat. I really do. My wife, long story short, nothing against cats, but I just don't like them. And uh, she... It was her mama's cat, so she's like, "We got to bring this cat in," and and so I mean, what do you say? So I'm like, "Okay," and then I'm googling how long cats live, and I'm like, "This damn thing's gonna outlive me," you know? (laughs) So I apparently
0: I'm I'm a cat owner for the rest of my life. (laughs) Well, I'm not ready to get to the cats on my side just yet. Shane, number two, Arkansas Razorbacks. We talked about it. Man, you desperately need to get to this bye week with some momentum. Yeah, but you got to win on the road at BYU first. Very yeah tough challenge, but a winnable game should be a win. But if you drop this one, my God, Shane, I mean these fans are are ready to jump off a ship, and, and hell, they'll they'll be uh, you know in the air, ready to hit that water if we lose to BYU. You know what,
1: Mike? You missed a hell of a segue. You could have been like, speaking of hogs and cougars, you know. <laughs> No, this, this is a gigantic game, and, and we've talked about it because not a lot of people are talking about Arkansas anymore, but this is big for the fans. This is big for that team. Mm-hmm. They, they've they got to snap out of it, and, and this program is a lot better than BYU, and the only way BYU loses is if Arkansas gets in its own damn way, and that's what it's been doing here lately. So I think it's time to snap and clear. Get their mind right, and it is a monumental game because you know everybody loves Sam Pittman when he's winning. But now they're like, "Well, see, there's what have when you hire a lineman coach." You know, <laughs> I mean, this is you're starting to hear that rumbling already. But I, I think this is uh, this is going to be good for Arkansas to get back on the right side of the win column.
0: Right. So that obviously last team. Speaking of the cats, Shane, Kentucky, Mississippi State comes to town. This yeah. is not going to be an easy game by any means. But you got a road trip to Tennessee. You got Georgia coming to town. You have got some tough, tough ball games up ahead. Mm -hmm. And if you got any shot at redeeming this season, you have to beat Mississippi State. This is this is a season-defining game right here.
1: Seriously, we're 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 approaching a three-game losing streak, and that's not something we expected from this program. I mean. You know, honestly, the the quarterback being out that's a, that's a big deal. Will Levis is a huge focal piece of that offense, but uh, you know. This was a team this is a team that people are expecting you to win. Yeah. Uh, when you started this season and, and everybody's predicting their wins and losses, you get to Mississippi State. Almost nine times out of ten they were putting a W there for Kentucky. So the expectations of that fan base is to win this game. And if you if you don't and you lose three in a row, man, <laughs> I tell you. I'm already seeing basketball videos from these Kentucky fans. They're already <laughs> one foot out, man, because it's it's
0: no longer a football school anymore. If they lose three in a row, and just speaking of life in the SEC, Shane, again they were top ten in the country. You yeah. drop this game three weeks later, you're at, you're not even ranked. I mean, this is just a wild league, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it really is. And and that's the thing: the the bottom can drop out at any time, and then you know you you could be a hero in, in no time. So that's why I think this is this is a big weekend for SEC. It's it's that separation Saturday I was telling you about.
0: Yep. All right, brother, so, hey, let's – we've held off long enough. Let's get to these interviews. Chris Marler, Saturday Down South. tried mm-hmm. to He tried to clean up the language a little bit better than he did last time. Uh-huh. And he even gave a shout-out to Cousin Ollie here.
1: Yeah, he may want to fast-forward that one.
0: <laughs> All right, we're pleased to once again be joined by Chris Marler, Saturday Down South, host of College Football Uncensored, and the only Alabama guy that'll return by text or phone calls. Chris, how you doing, buddy?
2: I'm good. Listen, I want to start off the show. Usually I start the show by telling you how great of a job you're doing. But I want to start off the show by telling Ollie, the Kentucky fan, how great of a job he's not doing right now. Um, I know you're emotionally upset, Ollie. You're welcome for this shout out. But I just I, I think about you every day, man. I, You know, I just after ever since that shout out a few weeks ago, I hope I hope you're doing well. And I know you're not. Um, and also i hope you know that i i I don't hope you're doing well yeah
0: credit to you chris i mean you've been on fire this entire season you called that one you called many many others so i had to have you on biggest game of the season to date in Mm -hmm. the sec alabama at tennessee before we start on that chris tell me why bill o'brien's the worst coordinator in the sec
2: he's not he's a good coordinator i bama fans hate to admit it and he'll do he'll do stupid shit all the time like like I tell you what, this is the you talk about the A and M game a year ago. He went, "What's in? Are you all right? What's in your drink?"
0: Just water. <laughs>
2: okay, sober, very- sober October. Oh no, gross. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so he he has this whole thing, and and I know you're lying by the way about sober October, especially if you guys win this weekend. Uh. But no, he he had a thing where he um. You know, against A and M, where he had three straight passing plays on the one yard line a year ago, which was stupid. I think maybe the dumbest play call I've seen all year, maybe from any team, uh, besides that that oopsie doo play on the first play of the Kentucky Carolina game a week ago. But like, when you have, you know, you get you get a seventy seven yard run on third and fifteen from from Jalen Milrow against Arkansas, and then you you go play action pass on the goal line. That that is just, you know, that was that was a couple weeks ago against Arkansas. I, he's a good coordinator, man. They're they're top ten in the offense. They're top ten offense in the country. Um, top ten defense in the country, too. I the whole fire Pete Golding and fire Bill O'Brien thing cracks me up. Now,
0: how how concerned, if at all, were you last week that uh old Jimbo was gonna dial up a play to beat Alabama? Very concerned.
2: I was living a fucking nightmare there last week, Mike. It was my girlfriend's third birthday of the week, first off. So we went to Athens, so I had to be around Georgia and Auburn fans all day. But no, the reason why I'd be concerned, we we're coming back like on a party bus. I had to watch the stupid thing on a phone. Um, you saw it earlier in the game. He dialed up a play near the goal line that was a good play, and somebody was wide open. So why, like, I get going to Stewart um in 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 that situation. Like he'd been big all game, and I get I get you know all that kind of stuff. But man, you're an offensive genius. You're a quarterback whisperer, right? Like you're a QB whisperer. What? How is that your play call? I mean, this is not
0: a one off. I mean, it was Texas. It was all last season. Mm-hmm. These close games, particularly on the road, last week was even yeah. at home. How big of a concern is that going into this Tennessee game?
2: So I'm not saying this in an arrogant way. And you know how my instincts are always wrong, especially when it comes to women and marriage. Um, just <laughs> so, so, but when you talk about, when you talk about like the concern, and I think there is one, you and I have talked about this for a while. And I, I think that, you know, it took a while for people to catch on, but Bama's not a good road team. I, they looked really good early on against Arkansas. They and they outside of the third quarter, they looked great for most of that game, I think. Um, but that's still a pretty significant part when you give up 23 points and in that time, in that kind of time span. Um, I don't know what it is, but if Bryce Young plays, I'm not that concerned. And I know that sounds weird, but like, I just think that the team is built to to go up against a passing team better than they are against a more bounce attack. And I think Tennessee is a like, Tennessee is a very, very good football team. I think they're the fourth best team in the country right now. And I've, I've, I've thought that for multiple weeks, hidden hookers phenomenal. And I could be completely wrong. I just, for whatever reason, if Bryce plays and he plays the whole game, I don't think they lose that game. I, I think they win by double digits on the contrary. If he doesn't play, I think Tennessee wins by double digits. And, and I don't know. You know that maybe that's what the strength or the not strength, but the the impact of a Heisman Trophy winner is at QB. But I, I mean, it's two really good teams. I mean, this is, I mean, listen, I'm I'm 24. Obviously, you can tell because of my skin and under my eyes and everything like that. You're obviously 48, and you're older than I am. Um, these are all facts. But uh, this is the highest ranked matchup we've ever seen from this this rivalry in our lifetime. Isn't that kind of crazy? No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no hell yeah hell yeah it's great I mean this is this is the first time in that I can remember in this damn streak that Tennessee going into it is confident that they can get a win not I mean yeah. usually you're you're wondering if they can compete fans the fans I'm hearing from they expect a win which is dangerous because Alabama on the road I know they're a, a slight favorite but a lot of people are picking Tennessee yeah I think
3: the,
0: I think the pressure's on Tennessee And let me ask you this, Chris. I mean, Alabama, not that they will lose this game, but even if they do, it doesn't wreck their season, in my opinion. Losing an SEC West game would be far more brutal for Alabama. Uh, So having said all that, I mean, it's almost like the pressure is off Alabama going into this big matchup. Do you agree or disagree?
2: No, I kind of agree. I kind of agree. And, And it's weird, too, because, man, like, I know that when the clock hits zero on Saturday, if Tennessee has more points than Bama, I'm gonna be upset. Mainly because I know what's gonna happen to like my Twitter, and I know it's gonna happen to my text messages from you and all kinds of stuff. And it's been 15 years, you know. But I also think just being realistic and being like an objective person, which I know is gonna shock some people, but like being objective about this. I didn't expect them to get through this three game stretch unscathed. And now you look at how good Mississippi state is. I think Mississippi state is playing like a top 10 football team, just the way they're executing on offensive defense right now. It's not a, it's not a foregone conclusion. They're going to win the following week. I mean, there's a very realistic situation here where like two things, I'll say that I think are very realistic that we aren't giving enough attention to. We're just not as like comfortable fans, maybe outside of Knoxville. Um one that Bama could win this game in a close game against a very good Tennessee game, ten, Tennessee team on the road and lose the following week to Mississippi state. And the other thing is I don't think it's far-fetched to say that at the end of this season, Tennessee could finish 11 and one or 12 and O and be going to Atlanta and be playing, waiting to figure out who they're playing based off of a rivalry week game at the end of November. And that rivalry game isn't the iron bowl and it's, it's the egg bowl. I like You know, I I think I think there's like five legitimate top 10 teams in the SEC. And I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Bama and Georgia are the two best teams anymore. I really don't.
0: Mm. Now, let me ask you this, Chris. Everyone is talking Bryce Young. That's the biggest storyline going into this matchup. But to me, I think potentially the biggest X factor in this game is Jameer Gibbs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tennessee's run defense looks good on paper. I think that's a, a factor of teams passing like crazy on Tennessee. So th- thoughts on Jameer Gibbs. I mean, last time I had you on, you, you were kind of flirting with um, Jace McClellan being yeah. Alabama's best running back. I would assume you're you're off that because Gibbs looks like uh, one of the most dominant players in college football.
2: Yeah, I tell you what, that one cut, uh, one step that he's got, like going into the hole is really, really impressive um and I was off maybe that's another example of my instincts there uh it's just like just being wrong because Jason McClellan you know after the Arkansas game you look at it those two those two players are leading the country in yards per carry um they're one and two and now you look at it and, and Jameer is still top four oddly enough Jalen Bilbrow also in there and then you know who number five is it's just a fun fact for you is Bo Nix uh just just <laughs> adding that in there for some for some fun um but no I you know I think it's a good one-two punch but the other thing is too that we saw this and, and Jace came in on a questionable Bill O'Brien call I think on third down. I don't know why you have I don't know why you have Jameer Gibbs coming in motion on the third and 2 to like right before the punt and you hand off to Jace McClellan who had fumbled earlier in the game. You still have Roydell Williams, you got some you got some good backs, but I do think they're going to have Bama's going to have to run the football 40 times in this game. And and I think that's because they're gonna get plenty of opportunities on offense because of how Tennessee's offense is and how fast they're scoring. Tennessee will put up their points and, and especially early on, I think. But yeah, man, Jameer Gibbs, I think he is a I think he's you know possibly the ultimate X factor at this point after what you saw the past two weekends. Um now here's the here's the other thing though, Mike. Is that a factor of hey, he was playing against a pretty shitty, excuse my language, Kentucky fans, but a kind of shitty arkansas defense and an a&m run defense and he was able to put up those yardage or put up that yardage um or is it this is the jameer gibbs that we were expecting to see i you know i I, he he got banged up in the second half of that game if he's not injured or if he's not healthy and something happens to bryce you're in big big trouble here because the offense bill o'brien has done a bad job of showing the offense being able to rely on multiple people at once. He did a bad job of it last year. We saw it with Mechie and Williams go, or Williams going out. Um, and he he's done kind of a bad job of it this year. Like the offense is where is this offense about Jameer Gibbs? Now
0: in that A&M game, Chris, Alabama got the ball back about three minutes, 30 mm-hmm. seconds left. They had an opportunity to ice that game, win it. And that, to me, Chris, when I think of Nick Saban, Alabama, I think of them, you know, just ripping your throat out. Yep. It, that's what they were built on. There is maybe it's because college football is different. We're, we're more spread. We're more quarterback centric. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's because Bryce Young is out and they didn't have to respect the pass. But does that concern you at all that you know with the game on the line, moment of truth? Alabama can't pick up a first down to to an ice, uh an SEC game.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely is. It should be a concern. And it, and another reason why it should be a concern is this time it's on offense and defense and. And I'll say, they they weren't able to get off the field, and like A and like that they the defense played really well, and that cheetah package is great, and, and the three rushers in there, three you know edge rushers in there that you put on the field at the same time, you miss two field goals, you have four turnovers, and all this kind of stuff, and you still won the game with a backup quarterback. I think that's that says a lot, no matter how bad of a team A is, and you're at home. But I watched this last year, and as a, as a, as somebody that grew up watching Bama and has really enjoyed the Nick Saban era, especially one thing I was not ready to see was what Georgia did to Bama last year, which was you, you got a chance to put them away and you just start you fucking, you're just leaning on them. You're just you, like, I've always said this. This is one thing I've, I've, I've been frustrated about like watching some other teams that I've really enjoyed about saving is, but when you have your chance to put your fucking foot on someone's throat, you you do it, you do it. And I don't mean to sound like so aggressive about it, but like, you put your foot on someone's throat and you take you take their will for the rest of the game and you in the football game and you walk out of whatever stadium you're in as as, as the winner and move on to the next week. Georgia did that to Bama last year. They leaned on him and leaned on so ripping off these five, six yard carries late in that, that national championship game. I don't. The way this Tennessee offense is, it might not be running the football. Tennessee's capable of doing that to Bama. I mean, Tennessee's absolutely capable of doing that to Bama and you get Cedric Tillman back. So I think it's a big concern on offense and defense that they weren't able to put that game away and that it really ever got to that point. That's what championship teams do. Like that's, that's what teams do is you, like, you know, I think back in the day, it used to be like, this, Oh, there's, there's always one game you gotta, you gotta get lucky. And like maybe Rocky block is that example of 2009, but that's not really the case here. Cause you're constantly giving the offense chances to score points. That's not really how football's played. I feel like at this point. And Man, they weren't able to do that really on, on either side of the ball, in my opinion, in the fourth quarter of that game, and that that is a concern.
0: All right, Chris, I know you got to go pick up your 17-year-old girlfriend from her high What's school wrong with you. is about to get out, so i get you out of here on this. Prediction for the game, who you got winning?
2: Who's playing? Who's that like, quarterback for Bama? Bryce Young. Bryce Young's playing quarterback? Does he play the whole game?
0: I think – good Bryce Young. Like, I don't think he's gonna be running. I don't know how effective he's gonna be pushing the ball down the field, to be honest with you. Yeah,
2: that's fair. I think that's a totally fair point. If Bryce Young plays, I'm gonna say Bama wins this game 34 to 28. I don't think they cover the spread. I think Tennessee, I think I love, love Tennessee first half over 13 and a half points. I love, I love all that. I, I like if I would be shocked if Tennessee doesn't score over 14 points in the first half, they're going to Tennessee. I'm really excited, even as a Bama fan here to see what Tennessee looks like on script and especially with Hennon hooker, but Hennon hooker was great in this game a year ago, right? Cedric Tillman was great in this game a year ago and his biggest games have come in the biggest moments. I feel like for Tennessee over the past couple of years. Um, I think it's close, but you know, and I wouldn't be shocked if Tennessee won um, but I would take with Bryce young coming back. I would, I would, I would take Bama.
0: All right. Before you go, Chris, tell everybody where to find all your outstanding work.
2: Thanks, man. I appreciate you saying that. So um, uh, it's always good to come on here. I'm sorry this had to be rushed so I can go pick up my high school girlfriend from chess club. Um, As you said, somebody's going to clip that and I'm going to get in fucking trouble on Twitter for no reason. I can't wait for this this weekend. Yeah. No. So, so find uh, me on Twitter at Vern Funquist um, and Instagram at Vern Funquist. And then our podcast is called college football uncensored. Um, it's not as organized uh, or as buttoned up as Mike uh, and the, that SEC podcast, but it's a lot of fun. And if you love college football and you hate the bleep button, you will like it a lot.
0: Okay. I can't wait to call you crying when you after Alabama loses. <laughs> have a good weekend with that. You too, buddy. All right. So, Hey, just will say thanks again to Barler for joining the show. Said he had to go pick up his high school girlfriend there, so we had to we had to keep it kind of brief there. But uh <laughs> Jeez. good conversation there. I, I really will be giving him a call if Tennessee wins because I I fully anticipate him to be crying. I'm, if I can figure out how to way how to record a, a conversation over the phone, Shane, we ought to we ought mm-hmm. to record that and put that on the podcast. You know what?
1: Oh my gosh, that would be great if we could get that. You know, we we talked about doing that, and I think we had it for like a. A season. We should really bring that back, the the old voicemail. So right after a game, you're, you're hot and bothered. You could just call up the hotline and you could just vent to that SEC podcast. And then we'll have a little segment. We need to bring that back. I think that would be awesome to just because we've all been there. And and the bad thing is if you're around people, you can't can't explain it. I remember one of the toughest games I ever watched was that Texas A&M game a few years back, Butch Jones days. Mm-hmm. And uh, nothing against my wife or my young kids at the time, but it's just like. It's not the same. I'm trying to explain to them why I'm frustrated, and it's just I can't get it out. So I think a call to a buddy or a podcast, you know, would be a good <laughs> opportunity to say, "What the hell were they thinking?" You know, well, how long are we going to keep this guy as an offensive coordinator? You
0: know, I hate Butch Jones. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, no doubt. Yeah. The podcast is brought to you by Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football. With NFL Red Zone also included, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. If you want to be like me and get rid of cable, Fubo TV could be your solution over hundreds of channels of live sports and entertainment for only a fraction of the cost of cable. Watch on all your devices with a cloud based DVR, up to a thousand hours of cloud based DVR included in this. There's no contract no commitment you can cancel at any time and right now fubo tv is giving you free fubo for 7 days and get a 15% off your first month if you go to fubotv.com/sec that's f slash o tv.com/sec You can try it for free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Speaking of wild conversations, shade that's what we usually have with our buddy Cody McClure, Fox Sports Knoxville. He likes the Vols to win this Saturday. Let's kick it over to this conversation. All right, we're pleased to be joined by Cody McClure. Of course, he's the host of Talk Sports Fox Sports Knoxville. But in my heart, he'll always be known as the original co-host of that SEC podcast. How you doing, brother?
3: I'm good, man. It's good to be with you, Mike. Good to be back on uh the podcast. I mean, for the first time in what, uh, four years, five years? How long have you been doing this thing now?
0: <sighs> yeah, I think uh I think the first season was 2018. And then cuz the only thing I really remember those and not even the, of those days, to be honest with you, but the following season, Joe Burrow and undefeated LSU. So that was 2019. So, yeah, we've been doing this a good while and it's it took a while to take off. But um, it's been a wild ride for sure. And, and you're certainly a part of it.
3: Well, I I appreciate that, Mike. I mean, the, the first uh, first season you and I did it, it was pretty, you know, just we just kind of got a couple of these uh, these blue snowball mics, or at least that's what I had, and just you just kind of patch it through the computer and do a little talking. And it, it seems like it has definitely evolved. Um, you've got a whole professional logo back there, I see, and I see all your graphics and everything. So uh, glad to see you growing this thing, and uh, and it is cool to say I could at least be a a, p- a part of it just for a little while.
0: Yeah, no doubt. I can't wait for the lawsuit, but let's, uh, <laughs> you know, the reason I have y'all, of course, big game, huge game, game of the week, game of the year, potentially in the SEC, Alabama coming to Tennessee. What's, can you just provide for, for those not in Knoxville, just the buzz around town? I mean, is it, can you, is it comparable to Florida or is this on a, a different level?
3: It's, it's a different level. The, the only way I can describe the buzz in town is just consistent. I mean, it, it's it has not let up since the second half of the LSU game. It's just I know a lot of people are like me. So basically, for me, I've just been scrolling Twitter, you know, that thing on your phone that shows you like the screen time. And yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I have been looking at Twitter an unhealthy amount, I've been watching. Uh, coverage on TV an unhealthy amount, watching mm-hmm. Fine Bomb and all that stuff. I mean, this is – it is the biggest game in Neyland Stadium, Mike, in 25 years. It, it's a quarter century. There, there's – I think the 98 Florida game. I mean, it was number six versus number two, right? So you haven't had a matchup of this magnitude since then. There's a couple that come to mind that were big. You know, I thought of, say, 04 Florida, 06 Florida, uh, you know, 2016 Florida. But, I mean, that's not even – rankings-wise, that wasn't even close. 04 Auburn was big. But this, to me, seems like a different level. I mean, it's the third Saturday in October, and the buzz has been consistent since the second half of the LSU game. I don't think it's let up. And I think a lot of people are like me. They're just – like, this whole week, it just kind of seems like we're going through the motions trying to get to Saturday, and and that th- that's all that matters to anyone in Knoxville this week.
0: Right. Yeah, and I can attest to that. I've been trying all week to lock up tickets. Uh, I mean, it's impossible to get a ticket to this thing unless you want to pay an arm and a leg. But, you know, it's interesting, Cody, Tennessee fans have always got it in their head that ESPN hates them. And, you know, they're going to trash them and all this. And and for good reason. There's certainly people in the media that seem to live to, to trash Tennessee. But what does it say about the program and everything being built there in the Vols' chances on Saturday that here we are, second time in, what, four weeks, three weeks, whatever, that college game day, and now SEC Nation as well, coming to Knoxville. Uh, does, does that – does that do anything for the for the Tennessee fan base to feel like, hey, this team's getting respect nationally?
3: I think people can feel it. I, I think you've seen these. You know, I saw Barrett Salee, for one, he picked Tennessee to beat Alabama. Uh, Paul Feinbaum, I saw where he said, you know, basically if Bryce Young doesn't play, Alabama's going to lose. I think people are feeling the respect. I think you can tell that it's a different Tennessee team. It's a team that comes out and has an abundance of confidence. You can just see them on the field. I I believe it was, uh, was it Reese Davis that said that Tennessee is just oozing confidence. I might be misquoting somebody, but somebody said that somebody important. They were definitely important. Um, (laughs) But I think Tennessee's getting a ton of respect right now. I, I don't, I think people look at this as a game that Tennessee can win. Some people think a game Tennessee should be favored in. I don't see how you look at this offense with Hooker and these receivers. I mean you you've got 3 NFL level receivers out there. I don't know how you look at that offense and and not think Tennessee has a chance to win. Now, are there questions? Sure. Does Bryce Young play? Uh will he shred Tennessee's secondary? I mean, I know the first part of that Arkansas game, it looked like he was going to throw for 800 yards, you know, and, and I think Tennessee's better defensively than Arkansas is, but Um, At the same time, you still do have those questions, but Vegas, I think, you know, they think Tennessee's going to be close. It opened a little higher than I thought it would. My guess is they thought maybe Bryce Young was expected to play. That line's gone down, kind of staying at seven and a half right now. So I, I think the respect factor is huge, and I think people can feel it around Knoxville.
0: Now that being said, Cody, I mean this Alabama's in a rare position <clears throat> excuse me where they're still the favorites of course, but like you said, a lot of people like Tennessee particularly with the spread does that concern yeah. you that because hell Alabama I mean you count them out they they come out and they beat your ass by twenty eight points
3: well, and another thing about this Alabama is you know, we're going on two years now that Alabama has shown some vulnerabilities. I mean, how many close games were they in last year, Mike? I mean, you, you look at uh, Auburn last year. I think LSU and Arkansas were fairly close. A&M beat them, you know, so Florida. Florida was another one last year. And then coming into this year, obviously Texas and Texas A&M both had chances to beat this team. So that's not to say Alabama's not great. I mean, it's still Nick Saban. It's still... Bryce Young, if he plays Heisman winner, it's still one of the top five teams in the country. Um, I just think coming into Neyland Stadium, this is going to be an extremely difficult road game. They did have one earlier this year at Texas, but I think this is going to be a whole different level. Mike. I think it's going to be louder than the Florida game, and and I expect it to be one of the biggest um, college football games of the year, if not the biggest. I mean, I think to this point it may be the biggest. Can Tennessee handle that pressure? You know, teams of the past could not. A Butch Jones coach team would falter in a situation like this. Or at least, you know, get a lead and blow blow it. You know, get get up by 21 or so and then, you know, blow a three-score lead. But I'm telling you, if Tennessee gets up 21 in this game, I I could see them running away. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to run away with it. I, I'm trying to still be rational despite the fan in me. That says Tennessee is really the better team in this game. I think it's a little bit of a weaker Alabama team, and I think Tennessee's the strongest they've ever been. I think Alabama's due for a loss to Tennessee right here.
0: What's the latest buzz that you guys you may be hearing about uh, Cedric Tillman? Do you, do you anticipate him playing in this game?
3: I think he's going to play. I think just from what I've heard, I mean, I think he's going to play. That was the whole idea of him not playing the LSU game was basically so that he could uh, continue to take that extra time. You know, that surgery he ha- he had was a minor surgery. So I, I think he's going to suit up on Saturday. Um, you know, him coming back to this offense. I mean, it gives you three guys that, you know, and I'm not even mentioning Ramel Keaton and, and the tight ends who are also capable. This, this is an offense that they spread the field wide and they've got weapons every everywhere. I think, as long as the offensive line can protect hooker now that that's going to be the key to me is hooker having the time to go through those progressions and throw i think the receivers are going to be open i, re- I really do they're going to be there and i think hooker will make the throws but it's you know can you keep will anderson out of his face that that's going to be a, a key to the game for sure
0: right and dallas turner and and all the beasts they got over there Barmore's a great linebacker. But but speaking of that, I mean, kind of in a similar tone, I mean, I think a lot of people that are just casual Tennessee fans or or just SEC fans, they don't realize that Tennessee loves to run the ball and their their offense doesn't reach its full potential unless it's running like it did against LSU. Do you think Tennessee, which I think is at a, a disadvantage on the line of scrimmage going up against Alabama, do you think they'll be able to run on the Crimson Tide?
3: Well, I thought LSU had a pretty good front. That was, uh, you know, an expectation that LSU might be able to win the game at the line of scrimmage, and I thought Tennessee really handled their their business there. Now, Alabama is a different animal. Alabama is still Alabama talent-wise, but numbers-wise, are they? You, you, you know what I mean? Like, they have allowed a lot of yards. These Nick Saban defenses now are not what they used to be. I think Tennessee will be able to run the ball. I, I'm sure that'll be a key for Alabama is trying to stop the run, but uh, you know, you certainly don't want to go one dimensional. I think Jabari small and Tennessee's offensive line are up for the challenge. Another thing about Tennessee, you know, is the offensive line is, is veteran late. I mean, these are guys who are all pretty much juniors and seniors um, other than Mincy. And he, he's one of the best players on that offensive line. He happens to be one of the younger guys, but They've got experience. They've got cohesion. To me, that's the biggest thing with an offensive line is have they played together? Do they know their assignments? Can they trust the guy next to them? And, and I think that Tennessee's offensive line has that. I think, obviously, they've got the physical capabilities. Um, Alabama, probably going to be the most talented front they've faced. But I, I'm confident that Tennessee will be able to establish the run in this game. It's all about getting that first first down. That's the thing they always say about Tennessee. You get that first one, and uh, it's a lot of times smooth sailing from there. Right? Do you
0: think that do you take anything away from last year's game, Cody? I mean, I know the, the final score was pretty lopsided, but in the second half, Tennessee was playing with Alabama. They were scoring on them, and they had a lead, I believe, in the third quarter. So do you think that gives Tennessee confidence that um, that they can hang with Alabama? I mean, last year depth was an issue and, and it was obviously in Tuscaloosa. Now it's in Knoxville. Do you think that gives the team a little added confidence that they can hang with Alabama?
3: I think it does. I think they're familiar with Alabama and and most all the guys that'll be playing for Tennessee Saturday played in that game last year. So um, now the final score in that one did not look good, but like you said, I mean, it was a it was still hotly contested going into the fourth quarter. Uh, it got away from them, you know, kind of like uh, it, it reminded me of this year's Arkansas-Alabama game, really. You know, it, it got close there for a minute, and then it it got away. And Alabama, you know, the, to their credit, they do have the ability to do that to you if that offense is running. I'm, I'm a little worried about Jameer Gibbs. You know, that guy, I mean, he he's a stud – he can break it open at any point on you, so you got to be able to tackle. Now, Tennessee's run defense has actually been pretty good. They've got one of the better run defenses in the conference. It's it's all about, for Alabama to me, whether or not Bryce Young plays. And, and if he plays, I think he will make a lot of good passes, although I don't think his receivers are as good this year. I don't think they're as good as Tennessee's. If it ends up being one of those shootout kind of games, I like Tennessee in a game like that. I just think Tennessee's offense is better all all around.
0: All right, the real question I wanted to ask you, Cody, how many alcoholic beverages will you be consuming on Saturday?
3: I will be in the sauce, Mike. There's no (laughs) doubt about it. I will be in the sauce. I've got (laughs) – I've got I was supposed to be working the bar myself on Saturday and I managed to get uh, a girl to cover that. There, there's no way I could work this game, so I, I'm gonna be um, boozing for sure. I think we've got a couple of tailgates. we're gonna stop by. There's always people on campus and, and you know, they're doing a, a big watch party. I, I'm kind of like you. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to get into this game. I'm still hopeful I can find a way into the stadium, but I really don't see it. I, I just, I can't really throw $500 at this, although it may be the greatest game day experience ever. Here's the problem though, Mike, let's say you take the 500, you take that small 500 and you spend it on a ticket to go in Neiland stadium and then the off chance that, you know, Nick Saban happens to be the greatest coach that's ever done it. And maybe he comes in and, and uh, g- you know, spanks you again. <laughs> so I, I don't think that's going to happen. I hope it doesn't happen, but I would be sick if I paid that much money for a ticket and Tennessee didn't win. So I'm confident, but I don't know if I'm quite that confident, right. But Yeah. The booze, the booze <laughs> will be flowing. My friend, are you, uh, are you going to try to make it over?
0: I mean I'm trying to get my way in there, like you said. I one of my best friends in the world, Cody, he's got season tickets. I offered him five hundred dollars just to sit with him. I mean, the tickets are already paid for, and he told me, I think I can get seven hundred for it. And I'm like, my God.
3: <laughs> and he's one of your best friends? Yeah. Oh man. I saw I saw some guy tweeted earlier he wouldn't give his Alabama ticket away for ten thousand dollars. So it's it's gonna be a pretty penny to get in there for sure you know the uh those seats they always show that's like beside the press box where you can only see 10 yards to the end zone yeah 90 90 yards of the field are blocked there i think i would actually sit in that seat if i could get it for <laughs> under 200
0: all right final thing for you cody really appreciate your time what's Moment of truth here. What's your prediction for the game? Does Tennessee finally snap the streak, or does does Alabama do what Alabama does, get your hopes up and then rips your hearts out in the most painful way imaginable?
3: I would be lying, Mike, if I said I wasn't a little bit hesitant to pick Tennessee just because I know the history. I know Nick Saban's 15-0 against the Vols. I've I've had to call Nick Saban daddy more times than I can recall. I mean, he does scare me. All right. I'm not going to lie. He scares me. The thing is, I remember sitting in the stadium in 2016, Tennessee's, you know, fringe top 10 team. They're right there at uh, whatever they were at the time, five and one, six and one. Alabama comes in here and they beat you 49 to 10. And I'll never forget the feeling walking out of that stadium that day, like humbled, like, okay, there's levels to this, you know, maybe we're, we were good, but not that good. There's no doubt that Alabama has more talent all around on its roster than Tennessee. I just think that Hendon Hooker is special. I think Tennessee has the makings of a 2019-type LSU team. That If you look at that LSU team in 2019, they didn't have a great secondary either. They weren't known for their great defense. They gave up 38 points to Vanderbilt that year, for God's sake. Tennessee has special receivers. I think they've got three NFL-caliber receivers. To me, like I said, Mike, it comes down to the offensive line. But I am going to put my faith and my confidence in in Tennessee's veteran-laden offensive line. If they can block Alabama, I think that Hooker, Tillman, Hyatt, Jabari Small, and Brew McCoy will beat Alabama. I'm picking Tennessee to win the game. Now, whether or not Bryce Young plays – I'm still picking Tennessee. It's either going to be a 41-38 kind of game if he plays, or if he doesn't play, I'm going to take Tennessee by at least 10 points.
0: Wow, by 10 points. Milrow.
3: I think Tennessee's 10 points better.
0: Well, you were definitely drinking that orange Kool-Aid. And I don't mind at all, Cody. So <laughs> before you go, Give tell me a the audience. couple
3: od- more days and that, <laughs> that orange Kool-Aid will have lots of vodka in it too.
0: <laughs> before you go, tell the audience, where's the best place to find all your work?
3: Uh, well, that's a good question. I'm on Twitter <clears throat> at uh, Cody, two underscores, McClure, M-C-C-L-U-R-E. We do the show every day from noon to three on uh, Fox Sports Knoxville. So if you're familiar with that, we're on noon to three Eastern time. Uh, you'll if you tune in to our show, you'll probably either really like it or really not like it. So <laughs> that that tends to be the people that listen to us. Either you like it, or you're like, I would rather listen to to paint dry. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know,
0: that man, what a pitch right there! But uh, hey, I can't thank you enough, my friend. Thank you for joining the show once again. It was a, it was an honor to have you back on.
3: Yeah, brother. Thanks for having me on, and and congratulations to everything you're doing, man. It's uh, you're you're really building this thing, so. I hope you'll keep having me on and we'll keep having you on and, you know, let, let's grow together in this, uh, dangerous media world.
0: Ooh, boy. I mean, I, I know you like <laughs> to hear that. Did you? Oh, I thought
1: I was a big orange Homer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, 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 it's been a while since I heard old Cody yet. In fact, the first time I ever listened to, to your podcast, Mike, uh, I think you called it something different back then. Um, but I had to go up there, and uh, I, I was one of your first reviews, five-star reviews. I was like, oh, Mike and, and Cody are killing it, you know? <laughs> so I never got a koozie for that now that I think <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> I'll be sure to nail one your way. How's that?
1: Oh, man. But I'll tell you, he gets me pumped up. I, mean, I am a Tennessee homer, and, and you know, the fact – I mean, you know what I'm saying? We got, we got Alabama – Fans coming out saying, "Well, you know, this game really doesn't matter," you know, and, and that's just like what you want to hear as a Tennessee fan. But man, I've been hurt so many times for the last twenty-something years, brother. It's just I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to let them be in. You know, it's like <laughs> it's like a bad relationship. You have one of those. You just like I'm just not ready for the dating scene right now. You know, I'm just I'm the same way with this. I, I want to embrace them and I want to say, you know, this is this is the year. This is the one. You know, but. Man, it may come back and bite me. So, but all all things are leaning our way right now, and
0: I'm all for it. So,
1: <laughs> give me that rat poison, Mike.
0: <laughs> well, hey, buddy, I think that's a perfect place to end this one. You got anything else before we hop off the line?
1: No, great interviews. Appreciate them taking their time to to jump on the pod here and and Mike, uh, appreciate everything you've done to get us to this point and, and grow us the way we are. You know, Cody Cody hit the nail on the head. You know, I it's you guys started out this thing in the in your mom's basement, I think, uh, and and now it's it's actually grown to a pretty decent little show, and and we couldn't have done that without your effort and your your vision. So I appreciate everything you've done to to make this podcast possible, and and if you are listening, you want to return the favor, jump on an Apple product, give us a five star review. Mike will send you a koozie. All you got to do. A lot of folks ask, what do I got to do? Screenshot the five star email it to that sec podcast at gmail.com and with your team and your address be sure to put your address you'd be amazed how many people <laughs> will send you with the koozie request and we're like we have no idea where you live so put your address on there and then Mike will get that out to you he's got all teams now all 14 a lot of folks have been waiting, and if if we missed you, just be sure to let us know. Uh, we we didn't do it on purpose. It's just we, we had a lot of orders come in this year, and and which is a which is a good bad thing. So right. appreciate everything. And uh, YouTube growing. You gonna get on there and see that cat of mine. We'll jump on there. That SEC <laughs> podcast. You see that little thing running around. That's Bella. I call her Belly. She's fat like me. So. <laughs> We both like to eat. I went to a Golden Corral today. Did I tell you that Mark?
0: Oh yeah, tell me the Golden Corral story.
1: Oh my gosh. So we go to Golden Corral and they they've they've slipped, man, brother. <laughs> it ain't, it's ain't your papa's golden corral. They have they have you know, I don't know if you remember Ryan's. Ryan's came in. That was a oh, big yeah. deal. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're like, they're serving steak over there. And all those fat people are like, okay, well, let's check it out. <laughs> you know, so we get over there and we're like, oh, this is good. And then Golden Crow, they bumped their game up. And then everybody's like, nah, I'm going back to Golden Crow, You just better bang for your buck. And they were right. But – then it closed all the rinds, and problem is, it closed all the competition. And Golden Crowd just does not give a shit anymore, man. It was like it reminded me of Vegas vacation when uh, uh, cousin Andy takes him out. He's like the best dollar forty five buffet in Vegas, you know. And he's like, that, "That's what I thought." I just went up and said, "Is this chicken or is that beef?" And he's like, "You're right," you know. He flip flops it around, and that's what it was, brother. It was it, it's they're not even trying anymore. So uh, probably not going to be a sponsor, and they don't need us because they're the only gig in town. So, I'm, I think Shoney's is, is now my favorite buffet, and that's saying something, Mike. So, uh, I probably shouldn't eat it. I probably shouldn't eat it at all, but it, and my, my father-in-law took us there, man. And I'll tell you, I'm a, I'm a cheap I am cheap. I am cheap, cheap, cheap. My wife hates it, but, but man, he I met my match. This man's got it figured out. He went to Sam's Club and bought gift cards because it's 20% off. We show up at 3 o'clock uh no 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 yeah right before four o'clock because you pay lunchtime hours you wait you wait like 15 minutes and then they switch it out with the dinner and stuff i mean the guy is an artist and uh so we went there and unfortunately they did not like nothing better came out at four o'clock so i don't know what the wait was for it was terrible cat they said it was fish i don't even know what kind of fish it was i'm probably gonna be sick i'll probably be out at home ready to pod all week mike because i'm gonna be i'm gonna be bed bound after that golden corral visit but anyway that's my little rant they're not gonna be a sponsor and i don't care i ain't ever going back to that damn place <laughs> <laughs> even if it is free i wanted to get an Arby sandwich when i left and i hate Arby, so
0: <laughs>
3: all right I'm to, yeah, that's all i got
0: i don't know how to top that but uh hey i appreciate you as always i appreciate <laughs> each and every one of you for hanging in there one day away, closer to this weekend of SEC action. Cannot wait for it. And to hell with Golden Corral, apparently. That's right. You know what grinds my
1: gears? <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you guys. Go Balls.